Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. Pause for Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about Frasier. And typically, we have a expert with us. But today, Laurel is out. Uh, Tara is a little bit behind on Frasier. So, you know, it's just me, your second favorite podcast host, trying to hold this thing down on his own. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, could be extraordinarily interesting today. Um, but I, 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 you know, um, wanted to make sure we're trying harder this uh, from here on out to get, you know, kind of a bi-weekly uh, episode schedule. Not twice a week bi-weekly, but uh, once every two weeks. Um, and Laurel has gone and, uh, you know, is, is celebrating a long Thanksgiving, I believe, you know, I'm kind of speaking for her at this point, but I think she's out doing, uh, Thanksgiving for, for a while here. I don't know. She probably told me and I forgot because like, I forget so many things, but she is not available. It's just you and me, Seattle, just you and me and my dog hanging out, watching and talking Frasier and, I do mean watching because uh, I think today we're going to try something a little different. Um, I have watched these episodes. I'm prepared to talk about them, but I think I'm going to watch them again um, and let you guys, if you want to, watch along with me as I kind of do commentary, which will, if it, if any other, if, if our previous episodes are any sort of, you know, blueprint uh, will mostly be me not talking about Frasier, or maybe this time since Frasier's happening right in front of my eyes, I'll speak more to it. Um, but yeah, I am on the Hulu app. I do not have uh, free ad-free Hulu, so I will be <laughs> watching them with ads and commenting on ads. But we'll do our best. You know, this isn't lining up Dark Side of the Moon with The Wizard of Oz. This is just my babbling with Frazier, so we should be okay. Um, so let's see what happens. Maybe this will happen again. Maybe we'll ne- this will be the episode we never speak of. This will be a weird one-off episode, which is apropos because the first episode we're doing is Season 8, Episode 13, Sliding Frasers, which is a very strange format of, of Frasier episode. So I'm hitting play on that one. Uh, it is presented by Taco Bell, according to Hulu. So we're going to get a little bit of a Taco Bell ad. This is a weird Taco Bell ad, and I'm actually glad uh, Laurel isn't here because it's these two characters cosplaying in a subway as a very small, as, as an independent, as characters from the independent comic saga. Very strange. Don't know how they got the saga buck for the Taco Bell commercial, but anyway. All right, so it's Frasier. There's a uh, comet that goes by on the thing, and we're starting off with uh, with Roz. I'm gonna say with Laurel and Frazier. My goodness, there's probably some weird, strange Freudian thing going on there. Uh, Laurel's got very nice hair, so that might be part of it. Um, uh, Roz and Frazier at Cafe Nervosa. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say they're talking about. Frazier wants to go on speed dating. Has anybody out there ever done speed dating? You know, I did a lot of weird dating things, you know, when I was single, when I was trying to find, when I was trying to find Tara and, but I never did speed dating. So if anybody out there has done that, this would be a great question. I would ask Laurel if she was here. Let me know. Uh, Roz looking particularly good 
in these two episodes. I will say more so on the next episode. We'll get into that. Don't you worry, Craniacs. Um, I we are going to make this shirt with me and Laurel's face and sell it if we ever do a, a, a live uh, episode. I'm making you know Laurel's not here, so I can make these promises and not have to worry about editing them out. Um, this one, like I said earlier, is called Sliding Frasers, or is it Sliding Cranes? What is it called? It's slight Sliding Frasers. I this is based off of you know this is the cool thing I can look up stuff while we're working on this. This is based off the movie Sliding Doors which I think was a uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, flick. I just looked up sliding doors, and it's t- giving me all sorts of stuff for beautiful sliding doors here in Austin, Texas, <laughs> which is not what I want. Uh, sliding doors film. It's 1998, yes, with uh, John Hanna and Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, and it's I think it's the same thing where it's like one little thing changes, and you kind of get two, this kind of e- butterfly effect of what could happen. And when I was first watching this, I was like, what is going on? Because this is a pretty high concept for Frasier. I feel like he doesn't do this. They don't do this very often. Here it is. Which path should I follow? The sweater or the suit? What do you guys think? My choice when I was watching this was suit. Um, I'm going to say a lot of what do you guys think, and you guys can't talk back. Uh, Tara's not home. She's at yoga. I'm literally here with a dog. This is very weird view into Ryan's uh, life where I just, this is what happens when Tara's not around. I talk to the dog. I talk out loud a lot. That was a good joke. I like that. It was a good making fun of Roz's promiscuousness. This woman, I think I know her from Arrow. She's like Felicity Smoke's mother on Arrow. I don't know if I know her from anything else. She looks like Elizabeth Rom, who was on Angel, but that's not her. I don't know this actress's name. I'll look that up in just a second. What I am looking up right now is I'm looking up our phone our phone number for the uh, Seattle hotline in case anybody wants to call and answer any of these questions that I'm saying as I go along. Um, our number, of course... How could I possibly forget? It is Seattle area code 206-657-6986. Call us. Let us know what's going on. Uh, let us know if you thought sweater or suit. Also, I think there was a comment earlier about uh, Niles saying this is the first time I've worn an undershirt. I, and I thought, have they ever worn a t-shirt on this show? It's very weird to be talking so much over this. I feel like someone is going to shush me at any second. I will tell you this. I feel like this is, there's got to be a Frasier episode where he has to take over that Roz, correct? Like, this is what I feel like right now. Like, the real, um, like, it's just what, you know, the the chemistry is is off because there's a vile, a vital component not missing. Okay, so now we're at our first commercial, and it's just black. I wonder if it's because I have ad block on here. Let me turn off ad block. Okay, we're back. Slight malfunction, but we're back. So now we're watching a Mitsubishi commercial. I, you know, like I just don't want to sit there and talk. Not have nothing to talk about during a a pure black, just a black screen because of my ad blocker. So we're gonna get these. So it's uh, ACDC's Thunderstruck. If you know me, you know I'm a big ACDC fan. Um, not sure if I associate it with uh, Mitsubishi. 
Uh, I'm a Subaru guy myself. Literally, this is just going to be <laughs> just a uh, stream of consciousness, whatever we do. I'm sure Laurel at this point is now uh, strangely uh, uh, looking around. We're back. Two roads diverge, and I took them both. It's weird that this woman goes back in with him into the emergency room. Like, also, did it need to be an emergency? I felt like an urgent care would have been fine. I've never really broken anything. Um, I busted my thumb real bad and had to go to an urgent care for something. That's a more of a medical story than I want to tell that I think you guys are interested in. But I've never broken an arm or anything like that. This woman is insane. She just pushed over medical equipment. I, I'm married to a very... A, 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 a what can be uh, called a clumsy woman. I hate this woman. She looks like Janet from um, The Good Place, but I like this made me very uncomfortable. I will admit in this episode, there's a scene we're coming up on where I fast forward a bit. Um, and I frankly just couldn't sit through it. It was, it was a little too much. Oh, geez. See, here's the thing. I feel like this would be me in a speed dating. I'd be like, I'd have my like bits I'm trying out on every woman that comes through, unfortunately. Ugh. Here we're going to about to approach on the, this is like, so this, this, uh, uh, Jane Levy's, uh, maternity watch or pregnancy watch. She is just like, they're not even hiding the fact that she's pregnant in these. They're just, you know, you'll see in the next, in the next episode, shaping it off as something else. What are they? I missed what you're saying. What are they cooking again? Is she practicing something on them? Cumin seems like a weird thing to be allergic to, but I'll tell you what. I do like a, a cumin's a very good, uh, good spice. Just throw it in a little. I put it in my salsa. I'm gonna give you guys right now my uh, salsa recipe, which I've started to find that is a little too spicy for me. Um, so I'll pair that back. Since I turned 40, I feel like I can't eat as many spicy things as I used to. That joke was really dumb. Anyway, so here it is, my salsa recipe. You got you take two regular cans of diced tomatoes, like petite diced, regular diced, whatever. No salt added. Uh, you know, if you can get those low salt, that ones work pretty well. Dump them in a blender. Get those San Marcos pickled jalapenos. Get two whole ones. I used to do three, but I think that's too spicy. So let's just do two. Cut off the stems. Drop those in the blender. Uh, three teaspoons each, salt, garlic powder, and cumin. Blend it up. Let it sit in your fridge overnight. And, oh, my goodness. It's, I think it's, it's a very good – if you're one of those people who like the consistency of, like, the chili salsa that's really, like, liquefied, these go great with scoops. You know, it, it's it's a it's – a, uh, oh, I just listened to the Fraser sing. He's got a good voice. I like it. Um. 
you know, like I feel like since moving to Austin, it's it's a salsa that got a lot more. It was a, a bigger hit outside of the uh, Tex-Mexy area like this. However, you know, we've got listeners from all over the place. You'll enjoy that salsa. Tell me what you think. Again, our number is Seattle area code 206. And it's not up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Seattle, <clears throat> Seattle area code 206-657-6986. Cute as a button. These guys, like, Daphne, like, more and more as this show gets on, it's like, you have more sympathy for Daphne. Whenever Niles and Daphne are going to move out of this place... I'm going to feel great about it. That's a good joke. I liked it. I'm just going to tell you what I thought was a good joke or what I thought wasn't this whole time. Hope that's interesting to you people. Oh, man. I got a great story for this. So, spoilers for the Bruce Willis movie, The Jackal, but I was home... I think that came out in like the, the late 90s or early 2000s. And I was home for whatever reason. My parents were out watching it with some friends, um, you know, watching it at the theater. I, <laughs> so I apparently called them. There's a scene where like, it kind of like the Al Capone scene in The Untouchables where Al Capone like just pummels the guy with a baseball bat. Um, this guy kills, you know, the big bad guy kills one of his underlings with an axe. Turned down. I think I'm a little loud. Kills one of his underlings with an axe. Um, and then about that time, I called my parents to like ask them something. I didn't, you know, didn't know they were in the theater. I just knew they were out with friends, whatever, just to check. Um, late 90s, I would have been in high school. So just give you an idea. Not why I don't know why I feel the need to like justify calling my parents. Anyway, call my parents. Their phone starts ringing and it sounds like it's in the movie. And they're sitting there the whole time and it like stops right as they cut to another scene. And they come home and they're like, I don't understand why they had that scene with the phone ringing and why the bad guy wouldn't answer the phone after he hit him. He killed the dude with the axe. They thought it was in the movie. I thought that was delightful. I don't have anyone to bounce these stories off of, so I can't tell you how good they are, but we'll see. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, those are my friends out there and my, my people out there in the Roz squad, the, the, the Ryan fans are enjoying this episode. Uh, all, you know, I thought maybe I'd come in and talk a little bit more about wrestling or something like that, but you know, we don't want to subject you guys to that. What else is this woman in? I'm going to look her up while we're watching. Oh, I hit pause. Whoops. Sorry. I feel like this show is, you know, it's eight years at this point of Frasier trying to date people. And it's like, the show is about a psychiatrist incapable of learning how to date. Like, give me a break. At this point, you should pick up some stuff like, don't smother a woman, for God's sakes. (laughs) Oh, sports jokes. Oh. Wait, here we go. We got a commercial. Oh, I'll keep looking up with this about that. This is some weird robot commercial. Some commercial about healthcare or something. One of those ones where it's like just showing you a family and whatever, and it's like, look how great they are. Ugh. And it's like, buy Cigna Healthcare. 
All right, this woman is known for, she was on NYPD Blue as Detective Connie McDowell. So that must have been around this time. That must have been her big draw. She was in Drive Angry, which I haven't seen. Yeah, she was Donna Smoke in uh, Arrow and some other stuff. So yeah, that's her from her. name is Charlotte Ross. And then Heather McDonald is the woman who looks like Janet from... Uh, the good place, and she's best known for annoying me in this episode. Oh, white chicks! Yeah, she's. She, I I would I would I would say she doesn't have near as storied a, a career as Charlotte Ross, but you know what? Working actor is still an actor. Now uh, we've got a Janelle Ross. Janelle Ross. Where did I get that name? Charlotte Ross. Janelle Monet. A Janelle Monet. Can you imagine like? This woman is an excellent actress and singer. Like it's un- some people are just like it's unfair. Like have you ever seen the Nice Guys with with Ryan Gosling, where you find out he's not only like extremely talented and everything, he's also very funny. Get out of here. That was a Janelle Monae. Looked like an Audi commercial. I don't know much about cars, so I'm like Frasier with with sports with cars. That sounds awful. (laughs) This is also, there's a lot of weird stuff in these two episodes about like the, how many people are in this apartment, like doing different things. I think, I think, uh, I almost said David Allen Greer. I I am having a hard time. I got to tell you guys, I hope you're enjoying this because my, uh, uh, ADHD is having a hard time. David Hyde Pierce did a good job of licking that off her nose without looking too, too scandalous, in my opinion. Is he is is Fraser eating potato chips and drinking milk? I relate to this way too much. What's the other thing? Is it an empty bag? I think he's got one empty bag of chips. He's working on a second bag of chips, and I think did he have milk? You guys ever watch the movie Swingers with uh, John Favreau? That was usually my like things are going bad in my love life movie. I used to watch it after after uh, 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 breakups, and I would I the part where he's just sit- they say, "Are you just sitting around a dark apartment drinking orange juice?" I was like, "Oh man, I relate to that way too much." Tara and I almost had our first date on Valentine's Day because of the way the timing was going, meeting each other online and talking on the phone and. On um, email, and then at the last second, we like we went back and looked at all our uh, correspondences, and we did neither of us would talk to each other on Valentine's Day because I think we thought it was too dorky. Fraser's looking good in that suit. That's a real James Bondy looking suit, there, Fraser. This is ridiculous, though. This all these things that they did. It's like something I used to. I did not to this degree, but like my high school girlfriend. I did stuff like this for her for Christmas one year, like sort almost like Andy Bernard in the office. I didn't actually like get her like birds and stuff, but it was it was an overwhelming amount of of doting on them. And I think you know that we we know where that went. So. I don't exactly know what his symptoms are here. He's just got a rash. It's the weirdest rash. Looks like he has a tick of some sort. 
I do like this bit where this is different, not based on circumstance, but based on like, like it's like, it doesn't change anything, but her reaction is different based on how she feels. Is this what the movie sliding doors is like? Oh, by the way, I like this line a lot. Uh, very early. I'm talking a lot about me and Tara. Listen, she's the only, like, she's literally one of the only people I've really hung out with the last two years because of the pandemic, but she's also the woman I've been with for the last 10. So, um, when we first started dating, there was, we went out, like just hung out on the porch or something, got completely bitten up by mosquitoes. And I wrote her this like jokingly scandalous note about, I'm going to come over with some lotion and we can rub it on each other. It was like, it was like that pink calamine lotion you put on. <laughs> To help with the itching. I thought that was funny. Two, have we heard a bunch of jokes about Kenny's wife previous to these two episodes? I feel like this is kind of a new development they're playing with. So is this a KACL party? This seems like a big party for like a random... Like... This is like a C-tier holiday to have a party at. Like, in my opinion, I feel like every company has a holiday party. And that's at the end of the year, near Christmas and the winter stuff. Maybe a summer event. And then, like, if someone was going all out, I'd say maybe a Halloween thing. Or, I don't know, Valentine's Day is such a, like a B or C rating to get for a company to be like we're going to sponsor everyone to get around it's also a, a holiday about like romance and i feel like that should be separate i don't know this is a very weird concept you know we're it's it's season eight we're running out of ideas i thought she was i like how this turned out because i i really thought it was going to be she was like large or unattractive or something and i was going to be bummed by that but it's, instead it's her horrible horrible personality and I'm on the fence about that dress. I don't know. I'm usually more okay with tacky stuff than usual. Where did that rose come from? Where did you pull that rose from? I missed it. She looks great in this blue dress. I will say that. It's fairly scandalous again for like a... This whole thing is like... I'd be ticked if I was at a company that was like, Hey, get really dressed up for Valentine's Day. Boy, I sound like a real romantic, don't I, guys? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm thinking back to like, I'm, I'm thinking of it on a company issue. This is where I fast forwarded originally. So I haven't seen this because I just got so, ah, this is cringy. This is office season two cringy. Oh my God. This is pre-planned. Man, he's getting a lot of singing in this episode. I do like that this episode shows that, like, I thought it was going to be, like, all the times, you know, like, there was going to be, like, a, a canon plot line or a canon, uh, um... I don't know, like a, a like like a like the A plot is the one that's real, or the B plot is the one that's real, and I feel like in this one it shows like no matter what happens in the multiverse, 
Frazier is always ruining his chances. Like, nothing completely goes right for Frazier, regardless. Yeah, this is a lot. That woman's face behind her is like, oh, oh no. Thanks, Kenny. Kenny, we didn't talk about Kenny's opera. I want a top hat like that that like gets real squished and you go poop and you puff it out like a like a like an artful dodger of some sort. I like it. See, that's a creepy line. I was going to say breakfast. See how good I am by offering not to sleep with you? Yikes. And then this scene, it felt like he was going to go home with her. I think he's... I, I think they're leading up to Roz and Fraser getting together. I don't know if they're together at the end of the series, but I do think that's like the only option left at this point. <laughs> It means everything, Roz. <laughs> I like that these two are also destined to get together. That guy kind of looks like Kiefer Sutherland from the side. So I think what this episode is saying is predestination is a thing. We're on commercials again. This is a Yelp commercial you guys have probably heard a lot where the the hunky uh, uh, plumber pulls a really gross wad out of a pipe and then this other mustachioed man gets happy about the uh, bath he gets to take. I'm, I'd like to think that I'm both these men at some time or another. They both have really great mustaches. I rate them very high on the mustache scale. Here we are again with Janelle Monet. Yeah, it's just she's got it. She's got a great singing voice. She can act. She's gorgeous. Too much. Too much. We're back. Uh, Fraser's in the car. I think I'm gonna skip the commercials for now. It was fun for a little bit, but I'll just let you guys know when we when we go. We're back. I love that Fraser listens to himself. What a what a dork. Oh, I'm going to turn on the radio. Might as well listen to myself. It's simultaneously stupid and dorky and also 100% Frasier. Bernadette Peters, also another 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 gorgeous woman who can act and can sing. Maybe I maybe it is more more likely than I can than I normally think about, but she's great. She was in I remember her most. I'm not a big Broadway guy, so I remember her most from uh She's on uh, Boston Legal as kind of like a sexually promiscuous judge with uh, Alan Shore, played by James Spader. And he she kind of scares him with her sex-positive views, which if you can think of a, a character that scares a James Spader character by being too overtly sexual, well, there you go. And then we've got the final little joke here. Uh, John uh, Mahoney is is sitting here and guess what in both timelines he's doing almost the exact same thing only eddie is on a different side of the couch that's it hilarious uh gosh i don't know i you know i thought this one was okay i thought it was a little cringy so i'd give it a five or a six um cumin uh uh, uh 
what do you call it? A bottle of cumin? I don't know. So we're going to go on now to the next episode. And it's asking me which ad experience I want to prefer for. So we're going to go ahead and do that. And I'll be right back with uh, more, more, more Ryan's solo experience on Craniacs. All right, guys, we're back. So start, start uh, the next episode. We got balloons coming up. Hungry Heart season eight, episode 14. Starting off. Oh, God, this is the one with Daphne. And turns out I was correct. They are going to send her to fat camp. Um, one of my predictions came true and it's awful and I hate it. Uh, I don't like, I'm going to say right now the, the, some of this episode is very funny, but the like conceit of the episode is problematic to say the least to me. I don't like, uh, Martin's bit about like how rough it is for him to live with a woman who likes to eat a lot. Hmm. I, you know, listen, as, as a larger individual myself, I got to say like a good way to someone's heart is through their stomach. And I agree with this and I see like, I've done this a few times, you know, in the past, I think I've definitely done it with tarot. I'm like, let me take you to all these restaurants you like, and maybe you'll have these wonderful experiences that you're associating good feelings of contentment with me. And then maybe that'll lead to something that'll lead to a, a be, uh, 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 you know, a more firm relationship. I don't know. I, I I get that, but I just this is such a weird way to get her off the show. Because no one's making big comments about Kenny being fat. Because he's a man, and it's okay. We we worry less about men than as women. This is, give me a break. I will say I I relate to this Kenny plotline a little. Like the idea of like, oh my god, a woman's talking to me. I don't know what to do. I feel like this has been me like unwittingly talking to someone, and then all of a sudden realize like there's flirting happening. And I'm like, oh god, and I have to like get up and leave. I made that sound like it happens all the time. It does not, but I think a couple times it's happened where I just I'm not thinking that way, and then all of a sudden, oh goodness, this is happening. I gotta walk out. I may bleep this all out because Tara listened. To it. I think I'm some sort of creep, but I don't know. I hit on her and she flirted with me, and now I'm married to her. So what's that say? <laughs> about her I means she's got low standards people no i'm just kidding um i i do like this kenny storyline a whole lot um i also really like iliana douglas who is gonna play his wife whose name isn't janice i'm stuck thinking it's janice but it's not um i like her a lot i'm trying to think of stuff i've seen her in i know she was in stir of echoes and i remember really liking her in that which stir of echoes guys uh, don't sleep on that movie if you're, it's, you know, it's a scary little, it's not super scary, but it's definitely like a horror movie um, with uh, Kevin Bacon and like uh, the previously mentioned Ileana Douglas. Um, I think it kind of got buried because it came out around the same time. Yeah, that's her first thing when you bring it up, the thing that she's most known for on IMDb, but it's a good movie. Uh, we got a commercial, so we'll be right back. We're back. Hello. Ileana Douglas is approaching Janice in the, uh, 
Oh man, I feel like I need people to get, like how would you react to this if if one you like if like either end of this conversation if it's like your spouse is doing this would you show up and confront them like this and the, I guess she's waiting for Kenny to come. Or on the other end of this is you know like what if you find someone you find out there well you know i mean i actually slightly had that situation where someone i dated ended up i found out while we were dating they were dating someone else uh maybe i am fraser i'm making fun of his love life a lot and i have my i had my own problems for a long time and it turned out okay for me anyway i don't know this is kind of disappointing cuz i like them they're a cute couple <laughs> despite the fact that her being uh kenny's wife <laughs> and you know i feel like the joke here is that fraser's saying all the wrong stuff as he does typically when he's doing these uh what you know when when in, in any episode he's always saying the wrong thing but at the same time like i don't feel bad i'm not like oh fraser you idiot i'm just like oh no he's finding this out because he's think he's trying to like over exaggerate to someone he doesn't to the wrong person this is a real like on paper if you told me this i'd be like this is a real like what a creep move by fraser what blah 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 but the way this plays out it's like he seems to be pretty nice like let me just you know buy you dinner and then he apparently doesn't do anything you know doesn't try any make any physical move on her because later it's like they haven't actually cheated yet I don't know. I'm not usually a fan of infidelity in, in fiction. Like, I always get real, like, I don't like characters who cheat. And for some reason, this plot line, I liked, you know, a bit. I like it better than this other one. This one where she asked to have a the, the pork chop from the table next to her. Good God. Now, if any of you have had a fancy restaurant uh, with uh, where they make the little swan out of the, the aluminum foil at the end, let us know. S- call us. Uh, operators are always standing by. Of course, that number is Seattle area code 206-657-6986. <laughs> this so this is a good bit of physical comedy but at the same time i'm like oh i hate that they're doing this to jane levy's i hate that they're doing it to any woman oh look how fat she is you can't pick her up well th- ugh. i do like the crane joke later but we'll get to that in a bit <laughs> you know what she's also wearing the thing that it looks like violet Beauregard beauregard is wearing in uh uh Willy Wonka. He's, she's wearing the the blueberry outfit. I will say, after watching this this episode today, I went online and looked up gym memberships. Like maybe I'm ready to get back to the rec center here where I live because I'm like, oh man, I am I am getting big. So maybe this there's a, there's a silver lining to this. You know, here's the thing that people need to realize. I think Nicole Byer, comedian Nicole Byer does a good thing about this. It's not about being like slim or being this, that, or the other. It's about moving your body and getting your body moving. This joke 
made me laugh. I think Martin really sells it with his performance. It's not, I it's, it's again, one of those things where I'm like, I don't like that joke, but the way he does it is funny. Um, but yeah, she says, you know, it's all about getting your body moving and doing something that keeps you active. Like active is more important than fit, right? Like that's, what's important. Like go for a walk, you know, I've, uh, you know, just pick up some, you know, maybe simple sport that gets you outside. I've been trying to walk the, the dog more. I know I've said the W word around you a few times, lady. I'm so sorry. We're not doing that right now. Um, you know, Tara's going to yoga. Do something to get your body moving, guys. That's my suggestion. <laughs> Look at Eddie. Look at him. <laughs> Just sitting there with his mouth open. Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> Is this where I sit to get a T-R-E-A-T? <laughs> This was funny, too. There's some funny parts of this. <laughs> Their reaction to that joke is good. I like that a lot. I kind of wish we'd gone down this road of like Kenny the ladies man. I mean, I like that he's married and I like his relationship, but I, I kind of want the story of Kenny having way so so much more luck and love than Frazier, and Frazier being like, Bleh. what else has Kenny done? I think he was in uh, that. Oh, I don't know how to say it. Is, is it heavyweights? That's that Disney show about. Big people, fat camp. Anyway, we're at a commercial again, so we'll just do a quick cut. Okay, we're back. Uh, Hungry Heart is up on the screen, fading out. We're back. She is. She's got, like, that can't just be her. I think they have her wearing a fat suit, so she looks more round all the way around. What's interesting, we've been listening to Talking Sopranos, and the character Bobby Bacala, who's a big guy in general... Uh, Steve Sharippa wore, wore a fat suit for a long time on that show. If you're a Sopranos fan, you know what I'm talking about. Tara has a candy drawer uh, that she used to have. It was secret from me, so I wouldn't eat her stuff that was in the pantry. Um, I know where it is. She knows I know. I just don't eat it now. So That was a great story, and you loved it. <laughs> how often have they used Daphne's room set like only a few times in this whole show I'm just kind of shocked by that I feel like they use Frasers all the time and nothing happens in there <laughs> just kidding I do think it's well, never mind. I was going to say, I think it's rare that like the audience is in on a joke that someone else on the show isn't, right? I feel like, I don't know. Now that, now, you ever start an observation and realize it's wrong halfway through? Just happened to me. Ileana Douglas looks great in this outfit. By the way, Terry uh, Tom McGowan is 
plays Kenny. I'm sure we've talked about this before. He's big thing recently is on the good fight. Laurel, I feel like have you seen the good fight? Laurel is just a good wife. I don't know if you're watching the good fight. Anyway, he had a few episode arc on that. Like, listen to the audience. Like they're like, that's how good she looked. The audience was like, whoa. She kind of sounds like Penny Marshall to me. So he's got a bunch of wines in the kitchen and then he's got a wine log. Or is she selecting the wine? They're going someplace. I have no idea what's happening here. Like, I feel like that 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 kitchen has never been seen to be has never been thought to be large enough to have like such a big collection. I don't know. Ooh, demand her. That'll be good. You know, I, I'm saying how much I don't like this stuff, but I am laughing. I will say the loose eclair in the in the uh, just in something is funny to me. I'll I'll tell you what. Every time I watch Great British Bake Off, I want something like that, and they're just not available anywhere. Like everything, I I need to find if somebody knows some place in Austin that has like British Bake Off level. Uh, desserts you let me know you get you get at us you let us know i want to i want to have like something from that you know like a real eclair not like a like I, I mean listen i like shipley's donuts i like cheap pastries i like that stuff but i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i uh you know just would love just like a nice eclair or something like that not hidden in a box in the part in the uh, house somewhere but See, look, like there's like a few wines over there in that corner. I'm confused. Are they ordering one? Let's talk. Let's. What's going on here? Now, I will say this is where Fraser gets a little creepy. It feels like he's using, like, like he's white knighting her here, kind of like, oh, he she's he was bad to you. I'll be good to you. Like, eh, come on, dude. Again, this is another thing where there's so many people in this house when he's got a date. That's so bizarre. This is probably my favorite part in any of the two episodes is Martin being like, hmm, and then eating the eclair. I love it. Sure, why not? I'll have the eclair. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's weird as heck. Like, 
I like Frazier finding out, but that, you know, talking about her mom bombs is not, you know, appropriate. Come on, Kenny. Come on, Kenny. Where'd my clear go? Okay, and here it is, ladies and gentlemen. My God in heaven, what an outfit. Whoo! A club. Listen, with that outfit, Roz, you don't need those pheromones. I tell you what. She is looking good. My goodness. This is, this is, this is, I got to say, this is like easily top three Roz outfits for me, if not number one with a bullet. That is a good look on her. Ten thousand, a hundred thousand. I do like the bit with with Kenny getting revenge. <laughs> I love this. I love he's just he just comes out with it, you know, because I feel like in this show there might be a little more back and forth than there's not here. I love it. She's great. She's a great choice for this. She's a great actress. I think she does this kind of like, you know, you know, inner, oh, you were so nice to me. This kind of inner turmoil over the situation so well. I think she's, you know, too good for Kenny. But at the same time, I feel like maybe, he, you know, like I see the situation where yeah, there was one time where he's very thankful that he had such a beautiful wife and then it's kind of drifted apart a little bit, but not so far that Kenny's, you know, crazy, you know, doing bad things. But at the same time, She's too good for... I do love this. Goodbye. And then she exits the show. Thank you, Ileana Douglas, for your time on Frasier. Yeah, talk to your spouse, you know. Or you'll see her in the parking garage because Frazier sent you both or she's coming back. Something like that. Like, Frazier's just assuming she's gone. There it is. Seriously. Guys, I can't get it. I got to get this outfit for Tara. She would look good in it. I'll tell you what. She's looking good. My goodness. I do love this whole bit <laughs> where Roz is eventually like, get away from me, Frazier.
<laughs> this is also what we're witnessing is 100% like fireable offenses. I also like Martin like realizes he's walked into an episode of Frasier. Like, I don't know. I have to walk. I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> this is highly inappropriate for an employer employee situation. She looks like she's wearing like a uh <laughs> oh, she looks like she's wearing she's wearing a cross a crossing guard uniform. She's got like she got she's gotten bigger since the last time, and one falling out of her sleeve is great. It's just I I just don't like that TV show like especially even around this time because we're in the two thousands now I believe. Let's see when this came out. I think it came out in two thousand maybe two thousand one, but this is just you know so. Two thousand and one, February twentieth. Just give me a break with the way they're treating women's on women on women women's. Women on shows like this, you know? Wire your jaw shut. I will say, if I had the money to go do a weight loss spa, that sounds great. I mean, that's part of it with me. I don't know about you people. With you, I keep saying you people. With you people, I know it is with with Ukrainians out there, but like mine is, is is all boils down to motivation. This is a good little button. And that's it, guys. Here's the end. Here's the 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 end where uh, Daphne is going. Around. <laughs> I thought it was a pizza box for a second. Going around showing all the stuff she hid. Ha ha ha. I'm real torn about how to rate this one because on the one hand, I really I really like the raw stuff. I like the Kenny and Kenny's wife part. The this <laughs> Mike. I don't remember that. Um, the uh, you know that stuff was. The the Kenny and Kenny's wife stuff was fun. The uh, the 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 Daphne stuff I just don't like. And you know now we're going to send her away to have her baby. You know I don't know. So there's part of me that wants to rate this a little higher. I think I'm going to rate it a five. I'm going to rate it five. Uh, loose eclairs. 
uh, that's going to be the name of this episode, Lucy Claire's. Uh, not Lucy Claire's. That's a, a name I've just made up. But anyway, thank you guys so much for uh, going along with me on this strange, strange uh, journey. Uh, Laurel will be back the next episode, uh, so don't worry. Uh, until then, if you're looking to get a hold of us, you know I've I've said the, the you know the phone number so many times during this. I don't know how you could possibly forget it, but in case you have, it is Seattle area code two zero six six five seven six nine eight six. Give us a call, leave us a message, uh, send us an email, craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S at craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs a a craniacs a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Uh, we are on anywhere you find your podcast, whether that be Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just anywhere. Check us out. Uh, and if you can give us a review, give us a five-star review. Leave a review. Write something down. Say something nice about us. But leave us a five-star rating, nothing less. Uh, if you have a four-star or below rating, uh, oh, I don't know. Let, you know, Laurel would normally say something here. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, if you don't like uh, this, if you didn't like this podcast, hey, maybe check out another one I do. Uh, Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. This week we're actually doing Atlantis: The Lost Empire, which has John Mahoney in it. So that'll be a cool little Fraser connection. Um, check that out. Seriously, that helps us. You know, a little, little. If you're into Disney or anything like that, uh, we 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 watch all the Disney movies and you know other animated features and kind of like nostalgia stuff from kids. Um, but until next week, I'm Ryan. Pause for Laurel, and we're listening. Bye, y'all.